Hi and welcome. My name's Brendan Kelly and I'm joined in the studio today by Perry Martin. Welcome, Perry. Welcome, Brendan. Perry, I've got to say, you and I now have been doing these podcasts for just a short little time, but I love them. I like how you and I, there's a certain electricity. Now, this might be a little self-indulgent, I acknowledge that, but there is there is a spark that you and I can can lead to a conclusion to really drive the best out of each of us for an outcome that supports people watching this. And I think that's fairly unique. I've watched a lot of podcasts and I've seen a lot of people do slide presentations around do this, do that, or, or informational sort of stuff. It's very one way. What I'm hoping for people listening to this is that they're actually able to engage in the conversation a little and think with us around the topic of conversation that we're, we're going through. And here's an invitation. If you can engage in this conversation with us, then I think there's more in it that you'll be able to draw conclusions on for you being able to do better with what you're up to right now. So that's one of the things that I really like out of our conversations. And, and I must say, Perry, enjoying it. So thank you very much for joining us again for this podcast. Really excited. I'm the same. I, I've done podcasts and videocasts for years on my own and working with you. And of course, we've known each other personally for quite some time. So we know that we both can bang back and forth. We play ping pong when we have conversations. When I do things on my own, I'm just locked into my own thoughts. When you, when I'm working with you, you'll throw an idea out there that, and you'll be talking. It allows me to think about what you're saying, add my piece, and vice versa. I think it works really, really well. And why not? But if people have uh, subjects that they're actually interested in, why don't they flick us an email? Well, that's a great idea. Well, yeah, we're learning from our audiences, you know, what they want to know. And of course, we can't do a podcast for every email we get. But if we can see that, look, there's X number of people wanting a subject then we're presenting, then we're really helping people. I love the idea. So please, if there's anything specifically you want to, to find out more information on, get some insight on, um, by all means, please, just just send Perry. Uh, what's your email, Perry? Yeah, Perry at Martin International or Perry at PerryMartin.com. Either of them get to me. Great. And then we will, we will evolve a, uh, what we call a run sheet yep. uh, with a series of topics and, and we'll, we'll go through it. More than happy to do that. That'd be great. Today's conversation, though, Perry, is, is the brainchild of yours. And yes. the, the conversation is every sale is made twice. You first need to sell within yourself to accept it as, as something that is intrinsic and congruent for you. So you need to believe in it first. And then the second sale is to the person, the client, that you're actually trying to engage in your product or service. So the essence of that is if you don't believe in it yourself, if you don't uh, have a congruence with the product that you are looking to promote or provide a service with, um, then it will be a hard and arduous task to sell it. Is, is this the sort of message we're coming from, Perry? It's totally that. It is, you wanna have a total confidence in your product and service sort of head heart and body and the reason the subject is important is that you know i work with hundreds of business owners a year and i always see and i'm, I'm talking lots because lots of people have this is a sense of 
mm, they're a little bit shaky about their product or service. Now, they're, they're shaky about their product or service, not because they're anything wrong with their product or service, but a lot of people have low self-worth or low self-esteem or a perfectionist that sort of looks and it's always going, well, that's not good enough, that's not good enough, that's not good enough, when it is. And the moment they carry that into the sale, the client picks up on it. Versus if you know that your product or service is what you would want to use, then when you go into the sale, it's like an act of service. You hold a completely different positioning and stance in the sales process. And you can, you'll see typically if someone's not sold first on their product or service, they'll tend to go into what we call overselling, trying to convince the purchaser or the potential purchaser where someone that's totally confident in what they're selling in that product will come from a position of first of all seeing if that client is right for the product and or service and seeing if that client you know is the right fit but but you'll come from a consultative position which is is this going to solve your problem? Is this going to help you get what you want? Because I know what this product and service does, so now I'm just going to find out whether it's the right fit for you, if it's going to solve your problems, help you achieve your goals. So you see those completely different stances where when you're coming from the position of not being sure, not being confident, then you're trying to talk someone into it. Now, what's actually happening is you're trying to talk yourself into it. And this becomes more about making money versus service. And, and you've pretty much summarized the entire conversation for us today, Perry. Um, so there's nothing left to talk about. No, we can dig deeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I want to now provide a slight variant on that context. I, I get where you're coming from. I agree. Yeah. If you don't believe in the product and you don't believe in yourself, and what you're putting forward first, then the road to a successful sale is hard work and the, the odds are, are massively diminished that there will be a conversion into the product you're looking to, to sell. And what we're looking to do is avoid that. What this, this conversation is all about helping you to be better, to be better in sales, to be able to, to create a more comfortable and a more workable environment for yourself so that you can therefore sell more freely, sell more confidently, and sell more effectively. That's the primary objective out of today's conversation. What I wanna do though is give you a little bit of context to maybe spin this on its head a little. While we've started this conversation from a, we're talking about selling a product or selling a service to a client. I want you to try on the idea that um, you're actually selling every time that you open your mouth, every time that you're in communication with somebody about something, be it your opinion, be it a decision about meals, be it a decision about whatever, every time you're in communication with somebody about something, then you are selling. Now, most people don't think about that. Most people are just, oh, I feel like rice tonight, let's have rice tonight. That's a sales pitch. You are I'm putting forward a proposal and I'm attempting to close. The response will be either yes or no. If there's an objection, I'll manage the objection so that I can get rice tonight. It, it is, 
that process of a daily natural conversation between you and somebody you trust, you and your partner, already exists. It already exists. So you've built the rapport and the relationship already. Now you're proposing the sale. The sale goes forward, managing objections, bang, it sells or it doesn't. Right. But no, nobody takes on daily conversation as a process of selling. Nobody thinks about daily conversation as just a sequence of words coming out of my mouth for an outcome that I'm after for the benefit of myself and the benefit of that principle which I'm looking to put forward. Now, if you try on then that every conversation that you have at anybody at any time, if you relate that to the process of selling, you'll start to see then that actually all communication is selling. I do it all the time. I'm good at it. I can deliver on it. I've lived a life thus far living out of a sales conversation and getting what I want so that I'm happy where I am today. Why is this selling a product so bloody hard? And I'd like to suggest because there's a disconnect. There is a disconnect between you living your life and recognizing the sale and this persona that you feel you need to put on in order to sell a product. First of all, you're getting me really excited. You've just taken this vastly sideways, but as you can see, uh, I'm totally engaged in this because we can really dig deep into this. So I concur with you. I concur with you. As you're talking, I'm thinking about when I first met my wife. I am selling. We are, as we go about every moment of our day in interacting, whether we realize it or not, we are doing a good job of selling ourselves or a bad job of selling ourselves. Every time someone likes us, we have sold them. Now, personally, I don't go around thinking like that, but it's still a truth. And I want to say something to that. When you are what I call congruent, meaning you express your true values, you are authentic in expressing who you are, then what will happen is, this, this will come back to selling and marketing in a moment, you will have people really love you and you will have people who don't like you. You get that, Brendan? Okay, so if you split the room, if you split the room, what are you saying that means? Okay, so if you're authentic and you are congruent about who you are, certain people, of course, are going to be attracted to you, meaning they're buying what you're selling, and other people will not like it. Now, from a sales perspective, the stronger you stand in congruence, the better you communicate your product, your service, its point of difference, the more it clearly attracts people that align with that and it will repel those people that aren't right for that. And this actually brings it back to like a key marketing or selling point, which is you have to really clearly differentiate and clearly communicate what your product and service is in the marketing and sales process because that's what attracts and that is what repels. You can't, you get that, you can't attract everybody with your business, with what you're selling. If you're trying to attract everybody, you're going nowhere. Yeah, and you set yourself up for a fail, you set yourself up for pain and a hard and arduous function. Avoid that, allow us to assure you that going down that path, thinking that everybody will be interested in what it is that you're after, everybody will be delighted by the product you're looking to put forward, uh, you are setting yourself up for a massive rejection, which you will find hard to accept.
Um, as a concept, who you want to be then in this is someone who is select and and targeted in who you talk to about what you're looking to sell or the product or service you're looking to offer. Now, taking Perry's point, if we draw that in about attracting his wife, um, he didn't want to attract everybody. <laughs> there is a certain problem in attracting all women on the planet to yourself from Perry's perspective. Yeah, as much as there's a certain ego-driven satisfaction out of that, <laughs> let's yeah. go to the heart of the matter. We're not interested in that as an outcome. What we're interested in is our partner that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. So to that end, then, we are putting ourselves forward as congruently as authentically, as genuinely as possible, such that the person who is most attracted to that can see who we are at our value so that we can then jointly move forward with congruence and a, a far greater certainty and, level, and, and likelihood of success because we are both authentic, genuine, congruent already. Rather than I'm putting on a mask, I'm putting up performance, to attract, you know, I'm fluffing my flowers, I'm fluffing my, my back, uh, um, uh, my clothes so that I look great to attract the most so that I can go any, many, miny, mo, I'll take you and let's see how it plays out because that has the capacity to set you up for a bit of a fail or a bit of a, bit of a, a, a short-term relationship. And this, this, so this is all about business, everybody, right? Well, I'm gonna, we'll really ground this out and we'll actually come back to what we open with in a second, right? So that's correct because the, we come back to that thing about being authentic and clear about who you are or what your products or service is and communicating that, you're actually expressing a set of values. And uh, bringing it back to my wife, my wife, when I express my true values, is going to be attracted to that or repelled by that. She was attracted to it, thankfully, because she shares <laughs> sim similar values. And that means that there's a high likelihood of success ongoing in the relationship where, and think, I want everyone to think about business as we use this kind of, this, these metaphors around relationships. If, and but this comes back to what we started with. If I'm not confident, we start this with being confident in our service or product, but again, we're now personifying it in relationships. If you're not confident in yourself and in your values, what you will tend to do is sell values that might appeal to others because you think that's how you're going to win them over. So you will sell people on values that aren't truly authentic to you. And you'll attract people in and they'll soon find out that you're not really what you displayed and the relationship won't last. Now we can start to bring this back to business because again, if you are not displaying authentic sense of confidence and being very clear about what your product or service is, if you're putting on a show trying to oversell, you will attract people to your service or product that don't truly align with it and they will find that out sometime in the selling cycle or after purchasing, finding out that they're not the right fit. And, and I back you wholeheartedly. There is a sales process, process of um, meet and greet, introduction, process of discussion around what the product and service offers and how it would benefit an inquiry section around how, what, how does 
what we do fit you, probably the other way around actually. Introduction, what are your needs? This is how my product satisfies your needs. And then a process of close for sign here and, and buy the product. Now, if you're putting out there the conversation that is different insofar as um, I've got a mask on, my values aren't quite aligned. Um, during that process of communication to get to the point of close, that will be seen. People, okay, let, break for a minute. Listen to this, think about when you're sold to. Come from the other end, rather than you being selling, rather come from the perspective of you being, you buying, you being told about a product. Think about um, you have a need and you're looking to satisfy that need. The things that you need in order to be able to buy that product then is an introduction to that product, um, an expression of how that need or what need exists and how you're hoping it to be satisfied, then how that product will satisfy that need, and then great, I agree with that and you buy it. And that process, depending upon, it could be a car or a nail, it, it doesn't matter what it is, there is a, that, that process exists. During the communication of that person selling that product to you or advising whether that product would fit or not, you're actually listening for the lot. You are, your job in the sales process is to listen for where there are untruths. Um, everybody's heard the word, I've just been sold to. That comes from, I've just discovered an incongruence between what I wanted, what somebody told me, and what the product actually delivers. That incongruence means I've just been sold. I didn't buy it, I've just been sold. Somebody sold me something and it lowers your level of trust for going back to that person or going back to buy anything else from that, 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 that supplier. Okay, so the key here is when you're being sold, think about the process that you go through when you're looking to buy something because that's what everybody else is going through when you're looking to sell something. They're looking for the mistrust, they're looking for the incongruence, they look, um, if you're suspicious, you wanna trip up that person. If you're suspicious, you want to put out questions and answers designed to expose that they can't be trusted or to expose congruence. The whole process here is I need to build trust such that I get who the words you speak, now again, me buying, them selling, the words you speak are congruent with what the product can deliver, are congruent with who you are, that your eyes smile when your face smiles, not just your mouth, that, um, you are present in the conversation about what my needs are and you're not just giving it lip service. You are, and, and trying to sell me anything anyway, it is, you're looking for that congruence, that care, that trust, that attention, that support to satisfy your need. Well, that's what everybody else is looking from you when you're looking to promote your product. Two, two stories. Oh, you want to finish this off, I can see. No, 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 no. <laughs> you go, your stories. Two stories. Uh, one of my business partners, another business that I'm involved with, Josh, he was telling me about when he went to buy a car. This would be about six months ago. And of course, we're in the human behavior business with investors and business owners. So he's, he studies people. He's looking at people all the time. And he goes to buy this uh, vehicle off this uh, lady car salesperson. And he could just tell within the first five minutes of conversation that she would just say anything to make the sale. He picked that up so quickly. He could tell, and this is a really important thing, that she was not in love with the vehicle she was selling. So 
again, if we come back to the start of the subject, she was selling for the money, not because she sincerely loved and believed in the product. He picked that up. He was out of there because of mm. that, because we picked these mm. things up. Now, second, and this is another little twist. You like to turn things on their head. Well, I'm going to turn it on its head. So I was mentoring a coach, a really, <laughs> really good coach. And this coach um, specialized in working with dentists. And when I actually, she allowed me to observe her in her sales process. And I, I noticed that when she was talking to a prospect, that she would really not listen to the client properly, not take in what the client was saying when she appeared to be listening. And the, the caveat here, by the way, is her service, her product was absolutely amazing. And she is, to this day, an impeccable, congruent person who only cares about the client's outcome. But I observed from the sales environment, not listening, not really connecting with the client, constantly trying to sell the service and product. Now, after watching a couple of these calls, I took her aside. By the way, before I go into that, if someone's trying to sell in that way, Brendan, how do you feel? They're not listening, they're not connecting, they're talking too much about what their product can do. How do you feel? Uh, you, you just shy away. You're just not interested. You shut down yourself. You, uh, you hear that they don't care about me. You hear that they are not really interested in satisfying my need. And you hear that they are all about the money and the sale. Correct. And remember what I said about this person, because this is the little where we're going to go with this. She was an amazing person, amazing coach who really, really cared about her clients. Her programs were impeccable. However, so what's the disconnect? Because something was wrong yeah, somewhere. Yeah, she cared yeah. that this, much about the clients. And if she was looking to satisfy the needs of the clients, there must have been a mask that she put on for the process of selling. This is where I wanted to go with it. So, and I've got another story, and this will really whack it too in a moment. So, the. It, she had a strong perfectionist part of her personality. So any of you that are watching that have a strong perfectionist part of your personality, you'll observe that this perfectionist is always telling you where things aren't right or where things aren't good enough. Now, when we look at the functional aspect of the perfectionist part of the personality, it helps us constantly improve. I mean, you want your surgeon you want your doctor to be constantly going, oh, this isn't good enough yet. How can we improve this? This is, this is how we advance as a species, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's how we improve mm -hmm. things. However, when a perfectionist gets dysfunctional, it's always associated with low self-worth on the unconscious level. So every time this perfectionist would go, well, this is not good enough, this is not good enough, you could improve that, you could improve that, this other part of her is going, yeah, I'm not good enough, it's not good enough, it's not good enough. So her view of herself, her view of her products and services were lower than the reality. Now we, we in, in this, we're getting a bit psychological here, and you know that's what we work with. In our viewpoint, at that, they're projecting their own low self-worth 
uh, triggered by the perfectionism into their product and service. So she needs to oversell to overcompensate for her low self-worth. That can only change when the low self-worth is transformed or changed so she has a true reflection of her own gifts, skill set, and her products and services skill sets. Does that make sense, Miranda? That would, yeah, it does. That would take quite a capacity for insight on self. You need to really be open to self-awareness <laughs> in order to recognize that there's a sabotage there, that, that there is... Because you could consistently go through life from the perspective of, I get it, I do it, seems to be like a good enough sort of a job uh, that I get done. People don't complain. People like what they get. Um, and uh, I, I find it hard to sell because, I don't know. And, and you just get stuck with, I don't know. And you don't know where to go with that. If you don't have uh, the, the ability, the desire, the want to look inside self and look for those self-sabotage mechanisms, look for those areas where you're weak or... or if you can't explore, if you choose not to explore that through simply operating day to day, then you're kind of missing something that really has the capacity to open up a massive door for you to, to, to fly. Well, it just changes everything. Uh, it just changes everything. Uh, this, it's even the stance and the positioning. So because she was driven by the perfectionist and the low self-worth and not feeling good enough, which wasn't reality. This is what's really important. And anyone that would, has ever experienced a sense of low self-worth, which is most people on the planet at some point in their life, will notice that if there's low self-worth, it's telling you that you're worse than you are. Right? Get that? Therefore, the way you view yourself is not a true reflection of who you are. And that gets projected into product and service and then your, I call it your energetic stance in the sales processes, you're going to have to try and oversell to prove versus if you know you're gifted, if you know that you're really good at what you do, if you know that your product or service really helps people, then you start to stand in a complete different energetic stance. It's like, I know this can help you. So what are your problems? Well, this, yes, well, this will help you do this. It will help you do that. So what, what else are? It just sets you up as an expert or as a, a highly positioned product or service when those sort of self-worth uh, issues are dealt with. And it's really important to say, Brendan, because I'm going to go to a third story here. And we may do a whole podcast on this subject at one stage. It would have been three years ago and I was in Perth and I was in invited over there to run a conference for two of the big direct sales companies in Australia. I won't mention their names. There were 200 salespeople in the room. And I, I got them to run this, it's a quite a basic exercise. It's a written uh, process that allows people to see how they unconsciously feel about sales. Now, just so we can be clear here, because there could be people that don't know too much about the mind, mm -hmm. we, we, we are, as human beings, incredibly unconscious, meaning we think we know ourselves, but we don't. So I've spent a lifetime in introspective work. I teach my clients introspective work, and we want to uncover what we're unconscious of because 
sometimes we we have parts of ourselves that are incredibly skilled or gifted that we're unconscious of and we also have parts that can undermine us that we are unconscious of so we want to know all these different parts so this exercise for the sales team helped them see what was happening on an unconscious level about sales and it's pretty easy i could just there's a rule here if any of you watching this uh, feel any sort of squeamishness or emotionally uncomfortable selling it means that you have unconscious belief systems being triggered which is making you feel that really uncomfortable feeling so we did this exercise and the top two salespeople in the both from both these organizations came back with clean unconscious beliefs meaning there was not one negative belief about selling now if i remember rightly the statement I got them to use is something like, I love selling. And you write it down once and you you then write down whatever the quick response is from your mind. You write it down again. You write down what the next response is from your mind. Uh, you know, And you do that like 20 times or something and that starts to unleash what you're actually really thinking and feeling. And don't, don't lose that thought. People listen to this, if there is anything, um, um, I encourage you to actually follow through on that task. Write down, I love selling. Then what immediately comes up for you, immediately comes up and just uh, just fill that out. Or, or uh, rubbish, or, 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 whatever it is, yep. Um, and then you, go, then you go, next one. And then once you've exhausted all those thoughts, you go, I love selling. And then you write the next level. And then I love selling. And then you write the next level. And, and as Perry said, you drill down into a core, an exposure of a core theme that that potentially describes an incongruence between the idea of selling and who you are and and that then opens up the door for you to be able to work on it so uh, take take perry's idea on and and have a crack at it and and see how it plays out because you might find something there that you didn't know was there that allows you to lift and and to move forward with your selling more effectively absolutely and just just and i reckon we should do a whole podcast on the subject so i don't think we should just dig totally deep into it but you'll get this as i say it you gotta understand that global conditioning basically meaning the conditioning everywhere that we all grow up with is that salespeople are immoral greedy sneaky and i'll show you any cartoon you see i mean i, I, I used to watch the simpsons with my kids and you'd always see this, the salesman would come on. It might, might even be a dentist who was selling, you know, bright, shiny smiles or clean your teeth. And, and they were always sneaky and, and, you know, they'd say anything to get the sale. And, you know, we've all grown up with our parents, uh, certainly if you're a certain generation, with hearing our parents talk about sleazy car salespeople. I just talked about one earlier on in this, in, in, in this recording. Um, uh, or there's a salesperson calling and you, you, mum says, oh, no, no, tell them I'm not here, right? The, the people are brought up with this, well, 60 minutes, 60 minutes. Oh, I could go on about 60 minutes or a current affair. They <laughs> constantly run uh, 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 shows. I mean, I can go through the themes of their shows because they understand what gets people angry because that's what they want to do. But it's always about greedy, immoral business people that are ripping off little old ladies, okay? Selling them things that, 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 that you know, promising and not delivering. So we globally grow up with this conditioning that 
sales people are immoral or money grubbers. And if you go back to what we started this about, it's about, well, I really love my product, I really love my service, is where we want to be able to come from. And go, I really love it, and therefore it's an act of love and yep. service to give it to someone, right? So, I'm at, the, so at this conference, <laughs> and I love selling, I love selling, and you should have seen some of the themes that come out. And as I said, top two salespeople came out with all affirmative statements around loving selling, because they were in love with the products they sold and they felt that it was an act of service to love. Other people were like, oh, I'm being, people won't like me if they feel like I'm selling, you know? Anyway, there you go. Okay, I want to, uh, we're, we're running short on time, so I need to wind this up. Yep. And, and I want to wind this up leading back to where we kind of started and to give people on the way out of this conversation a sense of empowerment that they can sell empowerment that everything they need is already ingrained empowerment that they are already good enough to deliver whatever needs to be delivered and it comes from the fact that you may or may not have a partner if you have a partner great you got a partner through selling you you have choice around what you eat um, again the, the conversation with your partner around what are we having for dinner tonight um, the, the conversation and the management of engaging children to do what you need them to do, their homework, for example, or whatever the case may be. Um, every conversation that you have in your life is premised on the idea of um, you're looking to take you and where you want to go a certain way, and if you want somebody to come with you, you need to sell them on the idea. Teachers as a concept, those who teach maths or science or, or English or whatever it is, they are constantly selling. They're not selling a product, they're selling an idea. They're selling a concept. They're selling a way of thinking. Every time you open your mouth and talk to somebody, you're selling an idea or a concept or a way of thinking to the person who's listening to you. You're selling a belief in, the, in having them believe in your opinion or having them believe in you, in what you're, what you're and, and who you are. Now, that feels natural. It feels natural and every day for you. When you're talking about selling a service or a product that you might have, that, that you're looking to um, allow people to enjoy, allow people to get the benefit from, I encourage you to think of, actually you're always selling, it's, it's okay to sell, it's, it's, it's just a conversation and the empowerment for you in this conversation is to have somebody see this product as something that they can get benefit from or not and then allow them to buy it. You're prov actually providing a service to them, a support mechanism to them from the perspective of being able to get what they want out of what you're looking to put forward. If you come from the perspective of what you're actually talking about is really a gift, there is something in this that I believe works for them. There is something in this that, that they can use. I want my client to experience some, several, some level of problem solution, some level of joy, some level of happiness, some level of satisfaction out of what we're talking about right now. And have it as what we're talking about right now, not have it as what I'm trying to sell you, or have it as what I'm trying to show you. Have it be a solution to a problem. Um, so all you need to do really is think about from the perspective, as a suggestion, think about from the perspective of you have in your power, you have in your grasp a, a something 
that you believe in enough to be working for or working with or owning that you have enough faith in and it provides a service and a solution for somebody. All you're looking to do is have that description of whatever you're doing satisfy a need that they've come and expressed to you. So really selling is the process of problem solving. Selling is the process of, of communication, finding the need and making, your, your responsibility in this is making the assessment. Can my product actually serve this person or not? If it can't, then walk away and let it go. Because there's many people on this planet that your product can sell and, sorry, your product can, can support Help. and solve. Help, yeah? Help. So come from the idea of gift. Come from the idea of empowering them to do what they want to do. Come from the idea of it's a, it, it's a, a benefit to where they're at as opposed to I'm looking to sell. Now, that doesn't address the self-esteem issue and it doesn't address the, the issue around I'm a perfectionist and this product isn't perfect. Um, those sorts of things are a different conversation that need a different sort of a, uh, a perspective on and, and conversation around. My encouragement for you out of this is to simply walk away with, I actually sell all the time and it's okay and I do it well. Uh, really important to say, when we have things with our clients, the, the sales teams that we're training, we aren't that interested. Once we find out that, as an example, it's low self-worth or fear of rejection, whatever the underlying story is around why they're sort of pulling back from the sales process, we don't really actually work on those patterns. We actually do what you just suggested. We spend more time working with them to see how the service or product that they're responsible for selling serves others. We actually spend time shifting them into the idea, the concept that sales is an act of love, is an act of service. That's far quicker than trying to work on someone's low self-worth or low self-esteem that's impacting their sales. That's the shift. So that actually aligns with what you said. And I'd just like to say finally, uh, for those listening, uh, I've known Brendan for quite a number of years now and you want to listen to him around this subject. He, he's really good communicator, especially in writing. I think you're quite gifted at it. Brendan, in the way you communicate and communicate effectively. I certainly learn things. I learn things from you. You know that. I think you're a master at it. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that greatly. Kind of you. Yeah. Um, you're on this. It's going to be mushy for a minute. I'm going to go mushy for a second. So I flagged that warning. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Get my hanky. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, get the tears out. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen to this. You're on this planet for a reason. There's an opportunity, a gift in this for you. And where you're at right now in your life is that you have a responsibility, you've taken on a responsibility to promote, to, in, to support other people with a product or a service that you fundamentally believe could make a difference for them. All you need to do to, to be an awesome success in this is to listen to the needs of the person and demonstrate the value of fit that that the this product or service that you're currently proudly working with you have a you you're representing um, can support them and but have have the ability and the and the 
the congruence to say, you know what, I don't think this can. This doesn't fit. This doesn't work. Because with that level of integrity, you lift the, the, the weight of selling into and, and shift it to a perspective of, I'm making a difference. I'm making a contribution. I'm not incongruent. I am congruent. This product doesn't serve them. Don't buy this one. And if you've got a suggestion for one that does, try that. And that gives you a real power in the conversation, a real power to self, to be able to stand taller, to feel um, more impactful in the communication with the person that you're talking to, such that you are coming from a heart of gift, of contribution, of giving and making a difference. And your power within self will, will, will shift immensely as a result. Can I share... Obviously, we train salon owners for years. We've been working with their salon staff. Hairstylists, absolutely passionate about making women look beautiful. Uh, you know, client would come in and the, the, the hairstylist is cutting this lady's hair and she's going, oh, well, I reckon you're going to look amazing if I do this style on you. And the, the, the client's going, yep, I, I trust you with that. So she's cutting the hair and she goes, oh, your hair's a little bit dry. Oh, you know what? I'd suggest that you have this product. It's gonna it'll fix that for you, and it's gonna make you look abs absolutely amazing. And you look, you have to do it for three or four months. It's gonna it's a bit expensive. It's gonna cost this, but it's gonna fix that 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 dry hair for you. You can tell I don't use <laughs> sell and talk, but you get where I'm coming from. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the clients have in there going, oh wow, I'm feeling really special. I'm I'm this lady really cares for me. And then then there's the still cutting the hair and she goes you know what you'd look amazing with highlights you you really would because see this like the, 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 i don't know the jargon i just was coaching them as a business person um and 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 the yeah so highlights look it's, it'll cost you about 150 bucks but if you come in next week i'll do it really really quickly for you and you'll look like this she pulls out a picture see because you'll suit this anyway um <laughs> that client gets up and she feels loved and the, the stylist has actually just sold about 600 bucks worth of products by the way and not even thinking about selling just thinking about helping this client feel beautiful now i'm just going to the juxtaposition of that uh, uh client comes in selling owner with issues around uh, sorry uh, the stylist with issues around selling she's cutting the person's hair and the stylist thinks oh the hair's a little bit dry but i don't want her to think i'm trying to sell her something um, so she doesn't mention it and uh, then you know she's not she's not helping the client she's just worried about being seen as a salesperson that client actually feels unspecial whatever that is the opposite <laughs> the opposite to special <laughs> she doesn't feel special she doesn't feel loved so this the, the, the stylist who just sells out of what the client needs just out of love and care makes the money has the clients come back all the time and the client doesn't feel they're being sold to they feel like they're being loved and cared for there's those examples that's it i hope this has been supportive for you um again perry wonderful to talk to you around uh, uh yet another topic of how we can help people to be better at what it is they want to do um, and how it is that they are so i look forward to our next one um, and until me we meet again Invest wisely.